0: Hello, everybody. Today I'm here with Deborah from Mama Medicine. How are you doing today? I'm doing very,
1: very well. I'm very grateful to be here.
0: Well, thank you. I'm very grateful for you to be here too. I've had, like I was just telling you before we started recording, um, a lot of our members of Superhuman, my meditation app, and listeners of the podcast have actually asked me personally to have you on the podcast. So I'm so excited to have you on and to pick your brain about all things and to hear your story and to learn from you. So thank you again for coming on. My pleasure. So I'd love to hear your story. Like how how did you create Mama Medicine? How did you get to where you are today and You know, you've had, you have an incredible business. I was just lurking you on Instagram before this. You're very (laughs) inspiring. I just want to hear about your story and, and how you got to where you are. Yeah. So I
1: facilitate an offering and my main offering is something called medicine reading. So you come to see me and we talk about anything that you are calling in or clearing out in life and just in general, what's happening in life. And then we sit together and I read your aura and I tell you about what I see coming up, you know, um, things that could be just pointed out and, and stuff to be brought up to bring things that are happening in life into alignment, like, you know, uh, work, location, love, our big topics that come up. And of course, we go over your aura colors as well. And this is a offering that I began facilitating 20 years ago. And it just is like, you know, I'm one of those people who can do one thing really well, kind of, and not very good at other things. So for example, I, you know, was a terrible waitress, terrible, terrible bartender, (laughs) terrible, but I just really had this knack, um, really ever since I was super young of being able to see a lot about people when I first meet them and then helping them to to kind of find their way in life from what I see in them. And I have developed my business to where it is today, which is, you know, I have, I'm I'm booked out today. We're meeting, it's October. I'm booked out, I think till February with my one-on-one medicine readings. And I have a a large, beautiful online community called Space by Mama Medicine. And I always have really fun projects in the works. Like I, right now I'm offering this course called Witch Wound, which is really close to me, sort of teaching from the experience that I've had. But I, I've built the whole business really from word of mouth. And it's really cool because there's people coming for medicine readings from like 15 years ago who are coming back now today for their next one. And yes, I I worked really hard at building up Instagram and building up that, that Instagram following. But I think that is because I am a visual person and I like the idea of visual storytelling and to be able to inspire People through my photos and and my words, it's just like a, a big part of it. But really, like my, my biggest gift is longevity, and perseverance, and the word of mouth that has built up from that. And you can see the book that I've written behind me is all about ritual baths, because, you know, the main premise of my work is to have everybody really be their own healer. It's And I really think that this is so important. We all have the power to heal within us. And it's not that you can't reach out for help from time to time, but it is that you know that you have all the tools that you need within you to heal yourself. And I think ritual baths are just such an amazing way to be our own healer because we all know we feel one way before we get into a bath, then we feel another way when we get out of that bath. I think that the cleansing goes more than skin deep. I think it's a spiritual cleansing that we receive. So I wrote a book of ritual bath recipes and sort of my story, my whole story into the book as well to inspire people to be their own healer. Cause I I'm here to like change the paradigm, I think in spirituality a lot. And, you know, because I started out in the spiritual world, at such a, a Really young age, maybe even too young. um, I ran into like a lot of shadow energies, you know, like a lot of older women being super envious of me, or like creepy old yoga teachers or like shamans hitting on me. And like i just i saw so many people really in general giving their power away to some person on a pedestal who they feel is all knowing and all powerful and i think people do this beyond just the spiritual healing world i i see it happen everywhere where we we give our power away to someone who we think is in some way better and so i'm here to kind of change that game basically
0: amazing i'm so excited to dive into your book to dive into everything that you are about and that's so inspiring i i resonate with you because i've been through an interesting spiritual journey over the past 5 6 years it started with an obsession about personal development reading about success how to be your best self and you know doing all like the tony robbins workshops and all that yes. stuff and i kind of just advanced into being more into the spirituality side of things in a way, you know, instead of doing the Tony Robbins events, now I'm doing like the Joe Dispenza meditation retreats, like you know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of just evolved, and and um yeah, so it's it's so interesting to hear you say that. I couldn't agree more. It's it's really individual and you can heal yourself, you can heal your own traumas. And and I've been my best therapist in a way. Of course, I I've spoken to people in my life, and I love having my coaches, my you know, advisors for my life and stuff, but um. The most growth that I've been through is due to my, my own healing and, and putting that work in myself. So I'd love to know, you know, what, what did you do to, I guess you talk about healing. Like, did you have to go through something yourself? You don't have to share about it if you don't feel comfortable, but what did you do to, to overcome those old traumas perhaps?
1: Yeah. Well, I just want to, I first want to say before I get to your question, I think it's so beautiful that you give yourself permission to be a bit formless in your spiritual growth and not like always have to only stick to one thing, because I think we don't take into consideration enough how much we are constantly in a phase of growth and evolution and change and our practices and our beliefs and really who we are should be able to change along with us. So I think that I just want to really honor that in you. Cause I think that's so special. Thank you. Um, yeah. So look, I, I'm going to try to sum this up because it's a big story but I'm going to try to go with it. I, so I, Grew up in a a really huge family. For example, I have I think 36 first cousins. And I was I was sort of like the, the family healer in a lot of ways in that regard. Like my aunt has this story about how when I was three years old and her boyfriend passed away, I like channeled her boyfriend for her. And I told her all the things that she needed to hear from him. And, you know, there's a lot of like little stories like that throughout my childhood. But I was also raised in a very, very strict Northern Baptist religion. Um, It we went to church three times a week, you know, it was very like, cold and austere and um we were we were very sheltered in so many ways like my brother and i were not allowed to watch uh normal cartoons we had to watch these specific christian cartoons and listen to the christian music and talk to christian people and and i grew up believing that the people that i loved who were catholic or like from a different faith or you know god forbid atheists we're going to we're going to be tortured in hell for all of eternity and and really like as a child that that was like traumatizing to me i took everybody's eternal well-being as my responsibility in a way right so when i was 12 we we moved away from that religion because a lot of stuff blew up in my family. My mom got pretty involved with drugs and alcohol and just kind of was processing her own past in so many ways. And then my dad was just gone. He was just never, he was never there. And so in a lot of ways, my brother and I went from this really strict sheltered, religious life to being kind of completely on our own, no rules, all of a sudden, no rules. And all of a sudden our house became like the party house basically. And it was a big, it was a big contrast and really tricky to navigate. But what happened in that kind of scary mystery of, of really feeling this sense of being on my own in the world at such a young age was I got really into mysticism and, you know, the theosophy society. And I could always see auras around people, but it was around that age that I knew that I figured out that there was something called an aura and people were studying these things. And by the time I was 17 and I graduated from high school, I knew that I didn't, there was no, there was the only thing that could have been close to what I would want to do professionally in my life would be art therapy, but even that felt a little bit too, um, too specific in a way for me. And so I knew I wanted to help be a part of healing in the world, but because there were no universities for what I wanted to do, I decided to be my own teacher in a way. And so I studied yoga and meditation and I went back and forth to Thailand for five years and studied sound healing and crystal healing and energy healing there with a really wonderful teacher. And um, then I went back and forth to the Peruvian Amazon for eight years and that was a really deep and involved apprenticeship where i studied healing with plants and singing to the plants to heal when i would be back in the northeast i would be studying the herbs and plants here you know going reading all the books like i i'm such a a curious soul like i all the different ways where you know, people are explaining God or explaining their, their closeness to God or like what God is like, I want to read all the things about that. Right. Um, And just learn from different cultures and different religions. And I, I view myself as like a really, really strong believer in cultural appropriate appreciation where you, you can learn and you can appreciate and respect another culture so much, but you don't necessarily take their ways and make them your own. And so as I got to the end of that eight year apprenticeship in the Amazon, I had to like really look at how I felt about, well, yes, I have had this huge study and it's been so beautiful. This I had to take into consideration this body, what I look like, and that I, people would look at me and not assume that I spent eight years going back and forth to the Amazon and had this whole wild experience. Um, and so in terms of cultural appreciation to allow that medicine to sink in for me, but then need to find my own, my own way, what, what within me is, is healing and is truly mine. And so for me, that was, I always have had good intentions for people. I've always been able to see auras around people. And I've always really understood how energy works. And that's kind of how
0: medicine readings were, were formulated. Yeah. Incredible. I have so many questions. My first question is how, like when do you start seeing auras when you were born like was it just always a thing have you gone through a point in life where you haven't been able to see them um i'm so curious on this because i want to be able to see them i just don't know how it works and do you think that anybody can see them if they get into a certain state like what do you think um uh, what do you think about that like is it specific to certain people that can see or can anybody reach a point of being able to see it And I just, I'm curious about it. How do you see it? Like, are there people you can't see it for? Like, I have all the questions. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
1: Um, Yeah, I've always been able to see auras. Um, Yeah, I've always, always been able to see them for as far back as I can remember. Uh, I, you know, I, I think about this a lot, like how did that happen and there's a couple of things that come up as just theories. One is that I definitely come from a long line on both sides of my family of highly, highly intuitive women. And I think that you can, um, I think that, you know, so for some of us, our intuition speaks to us really strongly through sensing and through feeling things in our bodies and then for some of us, it's it's sound, like we hear messages. And for some of us, it can even be sent. For me, it happens to be sight. My intuition speaks to me the loudest through, through sight, visions, dreams, and auras. And I also, you know, there's this other thing that comes to mind where I had a head injury when I was five. I'm like, did that, because it was right up here, you know, it was right by my eyes. Like, did that change something or, or turn something on? It's, it's hard to say. Um, But, you know, because I've been doing this work for so long, I've been in a lot of positions where I've tried teaching and I actually like put down teaching for a really long time and, and just picking up teaching again with my witch wound course. Cause I feel like, the time is now it's needed. Um, but I used to try to teach people how to see auras because I used to think that it is something that everyone could do. And it's not that I don't feel that way now, but I do think that it's important to pay attention to like feeling and sensing an aura. Like that might be how you experience it. Like if you're, you're in a room and somebody's staring at you, you can feel their energy hit your energy. Like you feel that, but that I, I think that's, we're playing in that auric field realm at that point. Right. Um, so I used to like take people and have them get in a place where they're really clear, you know, do a liver cleanse and do meditation, be just like really, really clear. And then you stand in front of a white wall and you hold your hand up and you look at your hand in front of that white wall and you see if you can kind of see any lines around your hand, right? right now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Try it. See if you can see anything. Cause I've been very tapped in this week, especially I've gone through a bit of a internal breakthrough. So I've been feeling tapped in and meditating a lot. So I don't know, I'll have to practice it, but I, yeah, you know, I'm more of a feel like, I feel things more in a way, like my intuition is like a feeling, like a physical feeling. Yeah. Like I don't know whether or not I should do something by the feeling, my, my physical body. And, and when I feel a message or, or connected, I get goosebumps, like full body goosebumps Um, at certain points in meditation as well. Like I'll get like full body goosebumps and it's always kind of how I have felt connected. It's always been through body and goosebumps and feeling. So I'm going to, I'm going to practice it and see, I I don't know. I feel like almost when I'm trying to look for something, that's when I don't see it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. You can't. The beautiful thing about intuition is it's so connected to
1: our feminine energy and it's like water and you can't really like force the entire ocean into this little cup. You know, you can't like force that intuition but i think it it's it's so important to honor the feeling and and sensing of things because to me that's the same as seeing it's just experienced in a different way you know
0: mhm yeah. yeah so when you're walking down the street do you see everyone's auras or do you have to like actually focus on wanting to see it to see it um yeah i live in new york city pretty intense. <laughs>
1: yeah. A lot of energy there. <laughs> pretty intense. I don't know why, like, you know, cause for me, I, I feel so good when I'm in nature and I'm very, very fortunate to be able to travel often for my work. Um, but New York in general is just, it's so hard for me. It's just so energetically loud, but for some reason I I've needed to be here. Like I've tried to leave so many times and I just needed to be here, but who knows, maybe soon I'll be able to, but, you know, I had to kind of train myself to not pick so much up living here, you know, and I think that in a way, this living in such an energetically charged place has been this kind of really beautiful energy university for me. Um, And I, so I when I'm when I see people walking down the street, I see everybody's auras. But then I have my boundaries, right? So I'm not like focusing in on anyone's aura unless they're actually asking me to. And even if they're even if they're asking me to, because this happens to me a lot too. Like people find out what I do and they're like, "Tell me about what my aura is," and I'm like, "Book a medicine reading." <laughs> you know? So I I don't read people's auras. First of all, I don't have the energetic time or space to, to read everybody's aura walking down the street. Um, and I don't, I, yeah, I'm not paying attention. Very similar to how, like, you know, you're walking through midtown during rush hour and you're, you're not stopping to pay attention to what shoes everybody is wearing. You know, it's, it's a very similar thing. Like it's not, it's there. It's part of sort of the visual noise, but you're not focusing in on everyone because that would be just so daunting. However, sometimes I will, somebody's aura will really, really stand out to me. And I'll take into consideration that this person has been put in front of me at this time. And I really do trust so much in divine timing and divine placement and will will help when I see that that help is needed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to auras, like if it's like I would assume I don't know that much about them. I know a little bit, but I would assume if it's like a white aura, it's like angelic or like are there certain colors that mean certain things? And for someone that doesn't know too much about Auras and how to read certain colors, like what would you kind of say to them? Um, yes, there's, I, I feel that there are
1: meanings for the colors, but it's important to not get too, too attached to those meanings. Actually, in my book, Ritual Baths, the whole bath is organized by aura color. And so you can pick a bath, there's an aura quiz you can take in the back of the book. It's super fun. And then you can pick. Let's say you're doing. You you got yellow aura. There's a whole section of baths for folks with yellow aura, or who are experiencing a yellow aura at that time, um, or who want to infuse more yellow into their aura. That's how the whole book is broken up. Um, and I think it's very very fun. I just try not to get too too attached to the the meanings of the different colors, but you know you, you have like very clear things come through. Like when somebody has magenta come through in their aura, it's very clear that there's like a newfound love. Either they just fell in love or there's a newfound love in life, or they just had this like really amazing work thing and they happen to do work that they love. And so I, I can really clearly see, okay, we're going to we're going to look at in your medicine reading today, how to support this newfound love. Right. Um, And I can see even like shapes and patterns that show up in people's auras. Like I can see, and I might, this drives my husband nuts so much, (laughs) but I can see when like a dark thought will shoot into somebody's head and they'll go, like, they'll change from everything being fine. And then they'll snap into that, like, weird headspace. And, you know, I'll be like, what, what, what's going on there? Like, what was that? Like, what What was that about? And I try not to do it too much. But with him and with my daughter, it's just, sorry, I have to work on those boundaries more.
0: <laughs> How old is your daughter? She's eight. Oh my God. Kids are very intuitive. Is she intuitive as well? She's like
1: a very old, old, old soul. And yeah, she's super, she's super intuitive. She, I cannot hide anything from her
0: also. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. So does your husband, is he in this work as well? Or when you met him, he didn't really know much about this kind of world. Um
1: my husband is right now he is primarily a, a stay at home dad we made a decision um many years back where my career was becoming very very busy our daughter was two and his he was getting sick and his career was requiring him to travel all over the place but he had all of these autoimmune issues coming up. And it was a really, really stressful job. And so we made the decision for me to be the primary breadwinner and for him to be more of like the stay at home dad. And it's really beautiful for him because he feels like it's his his purpose in life is to do this. Um, he uh, He lost his family at a very young age. And I think feeling like he can consistently be there for our daughter is like his, it's his great healing in the world. Right. And I think because of the great loss that he experienced in his life, but also how he just is one of these people who things really work out for, I don't know how to explain it. He just, I don't know how much I believe in luck, but he really is like one of these people who everything just kind of turns out okay. Like if we, we travel, he's somehow like the person who will get us bumped up to first class without even trying, or, you know, he just has this like energy where things just come to him. So in a way he is very spiritual. He very much understands me, um, but mostly he's like just a real dude you know he loves like chopping wood and like working out and you know he likes race cars he's just like a real like dude
0: <laughs> i'm asking that because my boyfriend we've been together for 4 years and um yeah you know i think i think he is coming around to you know the whole different possibility out there for things to not just be as they seem (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and yeah I'm just I'm curious about that because everyone that I that I speak to that has a partner that that is also in this space I'm always like oh what's it like because um yeah he's starting to do like my meditations now and um you know sometimes I'll I'll remind him that maybe his energy is why things are not the way he wants to be. And he's like, oh, so yeah, anyway, just navigating that space. Um, but everyone has their own journey. And I think at the end of the day, um, the yin and yang, like, it seems like you and your husband, like you're very, like, you're very feminine. He's quite masculine. And I love that balance. I I have the same as well. It's like very manly and, you know, like the yeah. protector almost, and we're just <laughs> the feminine.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think. Too like it's really good in relationships to not be too much like each other, you know. Like ideally, I I I don't know, it's just another theory, right? But I think a balanced relationship is when we feel as though we are in relationship with someone who we have a lot to learn from, which means that they'll probably be very different than us and have a completely different spiritual process than us in so many ways. And as long as you know you feel respected in your relationship, I think that is so much more important than somebody also practicing the same things as you. I was in a relationship with someone who felt as though he was like very, very spiritual in so many ways, and it it I felt like I had to be the one all the time to keep our like feet on the ground and keep things going and keep it all all together. Like I had to hold that masculine space really strongly within that relationship. And it's refreshing to me in a way to be with somebody who's so sort of like salt of the earth and down to earth, but has like a, a very wide open mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So what, what do you believe then? You know, you're, you're not, are you atheist? Like you're spiritual, you're not atheist, you're not Christian. Like, what do you believe? And I would love to know what you think happens, you know, when our bodies pass away, like I, I'm still trying to figure out what I believe in when it comes to that. Um, I I would love to know kind of your thoughts on life in that sense, what you believe in. Wow. We're getting deep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Um, I believe in love, and I believe in presence. And I I think for me, I could use the words love and God interchangeably. They're one in the same. And the closer I feel to love and connected to the love within me, the more grounded and stable and protected and, and present I feel. Um, part of believing in love is really believing in nature. I think everything is alive. everything has a an energy in I guess I'm a bit of a spiritist in that way. Um, i i see I see so much love in the way the earth holds us and nourishes us and supports us and takes care of us. And I think for me, I feel... Like closest to love when I am connected to nature and also feel the most healed when I'm connected to nature. And, you know, being that I live in the city, I've had to find that that nature all the time within myself and connect to that. Yeah, that, that feeling of everything arising and biting and fading away. That feeling of mystery. I think love is the great mystery. I believe so much in mystery. I believe so much in not needing to know what happens actually when we die. I think a lot of pain and suffering has come from people being in that place of ignorance where they say, I am right and you are wrong in regard to what happens when we die or what happens before we're born. And I'm okay with the not knowing of that. I'm okay with. With the mystery, I think the mystery is so good. It's so good for us to be in that place, you know. Especially in this age of information, and you can research everything, and you can know everything. Um, I do have a sense and feel that the soul, or that part of love within us, is a perhaps a constant in some way, and perhaps each soul emerges from some kind of question or there's a question that is attached to our soul and we can come in lifetime after lifetime after lifetime to answer that question. And the closer we get to answering that question, the closer we get to understanding our specific soul's intention or you could interchange that word intention with purpose and when we can really know and understand who we are and why we are here i think we can exist and vibrate within that sense of love and in that sense of god but that's just a theory i don't really
0: i don't really know i like that answer a lot it's not needing to know and just being content as is that's just ultimate right as humans we want to to know the solution to everything we want to know what's going to happen we want to know what's the goal and work towards that goal constantly and um, I can definitely say for myself that <laughs> it's been you know big for me always goal-setting and wanting to know what's going to happen but life it, it happens in the moment, right? It happens when you're not projecting in the future or, you know, thinking and overthinking about the past. So that's very insightful. And thank you for sharing that. Of course. All right. When, well, (laughs) when, well, we are almost done the episode. Um, Do you have any kind of final words or thoughts for everyone listening right now when it comes to your work, how they can uh, better understand themselves and heal themselves spiritually? And whether that's booking a session with you or the the platform you're launching, I would love to hear some more about that and um, how people can use your work to better themselves.
1: Yeah. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Mama Medicine. I share a lot of my journeys and my stories and my ritual baths um, in that space. You can also sign up for my newsletter, which is free. And I do something called Monthly Medicine, where every month I write a sort of energy forecast and do a collective aura reading for the month ahead. Um, and then I have Space by Mama Medicine, which is a online membership program where we do six live events together per month, including a medicine reading ceremony and full moon ceremony and Ask Mama, where people can come and kind of ask me anything. And we have a really beautiful community forum in that space. Then I have a lot of ongoing offerings as well on demand in space by mama medicine like one where we go through aura medicine we go through all the aura colors how you can work with infusing an aura a color into your aura and how can you work with balancing and healing your own aura there's also a course on divinatory tools there's a, a course on using your voice to heal there's Um, a liver cleanse that I offer that is very, it's yes, diet, but it's also very spiritually based. So Space by Mama Medicine is a a rich well of resources for anyone looking to grow on their intuitive journey and spiritual path in a a non-dogmatic way. One thing I really love about the community is that There are people from all different walks of life, from all over the country, all different countries, from all different faiths that are members there. Um, And then, you know, the core offering that I have is medicine readings. It's my one-on-one offering. Um, At some, you know, it's one of those things where I tell people, come again whenever you feel like it. Like, it's something you can really do, do just once and get so much clarity However, some people like to come like once a month or once a year around their birthdays. Um, And then I have a new offering that I've put out into the world, which is a course that right now is, is called Witch Wound, but I'm playing around with the title where we address our fear of of being seen we take really empathic sensitive people and the actors and the singers and <clears throat> you know the creatives in the world the creatives the healers we address our fear of being seen what that could perhaps be related to either in this life or in past lives how we can then heal it and rise above it not having fear of judgment or fear of persecution to bring our gifts forward into the world because we are so the sensitive ones are so needed right now. And this, uh, this course is very inspiring for me. It's like a eight week program. It's for people who are ready to go, like go to the next level and go and do a deep dive. Really amazing. Thank you so much. My website, sorry, is mamamedicine.com with all of that.
0: (laughs) I'm literally on your website right now and I'm going to book a medicine reading. Amazing. I guess in February since you're so popular. (laughs) Oh, amazing.
1: Thank you so much again. Yeah, thank you for having me today. And it's been
0: such an honor to meet you and spend this time with you. Yeah. Ditto. Thank you so much. You're amazing. And I can't wait for everyone to hear about you on the podcast and everyone go check her out on her socials. She's, she's incredible. So thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you.